0: McConnell how are you
1: great thank you so much for having me I'm very excited <laughs>
0: you said you're nervous you're not excited
1: <laughs> I'm nervous I'm both I can be you're
0: both, both. <laughs> you, you definitely can so thank you for joining me I appreciate it and uh and I know that you yeah. are uh your time is valuable because you have so many things you're learning this year but uh, I, yeah. I uh yeah so would you like to talk about those what let's just go into that What, uh, what do you think, what have you learned this year that you think is useful? Because you are a great teacher and especially in math, you're fantastic in math, but what, what do you feel like you have uh, started using this year? That's been good. Or is there anything yet?
1: Um, so far, well, I've learned a lot about myself, which is very interesting. I (laughs) am a, yeah. You know, I'm a data focused person. Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoy using the data to help the kids grow, which I think is what I know we'll talk about this, but what helped, what what I struggled with last year was I wasn't get or there was a lot of data, like almost overwhelming. And so Mm -hmm. I really couldn't hit the things I wanted to hit because there was just such a range of kids. There was 500 something kids. I couldn't hit all of them and get what they needed. But I really enjoy finding those little pieces that the kids want to work on and that the gaps, so I can fill them, and they're more successful moving forward. So I'm really happy that that's happening this year because I do have such a range in my class, and I'm excited to kind of fill in those gaps and plug in the holes and all of that.
0: Yeah, you're great at that. So for the listeners, uh, Maddie is in fifth grade. I convinced her to teach fifth grade this year. I don't know if I convinced you as much, but. Why? you.
1: I was the one who Uh, was going to say no. Okay. Shockingly enough. Yeah. Because they terrified me last year.
0: Well, I really thought it would be Dakota.
1: Yeah, she was Uh, on on board. Yeah,
0: she was. She was. But uh, what intrigued you about fifth? How did I convince you to teach fifth? Tell me, Um, because I might need to convince convince other people someday.
1: For real, I please. (laughs) (laughs) I um have always enjoyed upper elementary, which kind of interesting. I student taught in kindergarten. And I was like, yes, this is my place. I want to be a kindergarten teacher so bad. And so after I finished student teaching, right before we went into my first year, I taught, I was like a substitute teacher at a preschool. And that was wild. Uh, that bless preschool teachers because that is a different jungle that i am not equipped with <laughs> or for and so i thought okay so kindergarten's where i'm at but at the school i was at at the time there wasn't enough kindergartners coming in for me to take on a position but there was a surplus of third graders so i ended up being a third grade teacher being placed there in october which was interesting yeah, finding out that be I, it was very interesting <laughs> um But it was really fun. I loved that first group. It was such a learning experience. And I was like, oh, third grade's where I'm it. I'm going to retire in third grade. That's the best. And then you get the itch. You need to change something. Something needs to happen. I'm too comfortable. I'm not learning. I'm not growing. And so then I decided to do STEM for a year, which was very much fun, but very overwhelming and more difficult than I could have ever assumed it would be. And I graciously asked, and then you graciously accepted that I'd be (laughs) back in third grade. And then we needed fifth grade teachers. So here I am, repping the team. And
0: thank you. You really, you all saved me. Um, I think
1: you saved me. Yes. Well,
0: (laughs) we could look at it that way. What was so hard about being a specialist for you? You know, like when Allie was on here, you know, Allie is music. Music is life. And when Sarah left, you were like, I want to teach STEM. You were right down, like you came in and closed the door. I want this job. Well, And then you told me like about September, you were like, I don't like this. So tell us why. There might be some people that want to be specialists out there hinging on what you say right now.
1: Well, let me be the bearer of some news. You can take it how you want. <laughs> but... It, I have to commend all specialists. I, As an outsider, you don't realize how much work it actually is and how much management you really need. You need to have such a strong sense of like classroom management because you have so many different personalities coming in and out of your class all day, especially with – STEM as well. Like specifically, there's so much prepping. There's so much creativity that goes into it. It kind of drains your brain. And then planning these really fun activities and then having a kid come in. And I mean, everybody has their bad days and just have a bad day. It throws everything off. And then you took all this time to plan. And but They are true heroes. I like kind of like, uh, especially, uh, ed teachers. (laughs) They're angels on earth. Um, it's not for me, but I found that out, which is excellent.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And so like last year, our fifth graders were, uh, interesting. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know based upon the, I think the thing that saved me was the fact that you taught third, you taught this year's fifth graders in third grade. So you knew that you had a decent group coming up. Um, it, which one would you choose? Would you choose third or fifth?
1: Um, uh, That's such a tricky question because I truly enjoy the level of like conversation that fifth graders can have. We're getting into class discussions right now and I just kind of let them talk it out. And it's incredible. They have such insight and they're much more in tune with reality or they're like humans. <laughs> they have a sense of outside of the school or the house and I think that's really interesting and that the perspectives that they can bring in that way um but third grade has my heart they they there's just such pros and cons to both third grade material I'm obsessed with or like content because it's the foundation for what they're going to learn for the rest of their lives which I personally really enjoy and it's such a switch from that second grade brain to the third grade brain from learning to read to reading to learn and all that fun those fun switches are really cool to see happen in kids and those light bulb moments are more on it for fifth grade it's like no you need to know this because in algebra i have to set them up for middle school and high school because Mm -hmm. this is the foundation that they're going to be using forever. Like this is my I it's so funny because some of the kids math I'm like still can't understand. So I'm still learning, but I will sometimes text pictures to my husband who's an accountant and <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, what the heck does standard deviation mean?" And he, so it's stuff like that that's just kind of funny. But I'm also like it because it's a challenge and I'm learning so much and growing so much, so I I'm, I'm really appreciative of that.
0: So, I I think I know the answer, but what's your favorite thing to teach and why?
1: I really like math. Uh, I don't but, know though. Why
0: thing? though? Cuz you are you are great and you're humble, but you're great at math. Um, I don't so- know,
1: It's going to be a, a tough call this year because I'm still <laughs> learning the math of fifth grade. Um, fifth grade, when I was in fifth grade, that was the year that my fifth grade teacher actually suggested that I go to a tutor. She's like, uh, you're Ooh. behind. Um, you're going to need to do this. And so it's kind of funny coming back into it and being like, oh, yeah, I remember doing this with my tutor. And so it's kind of funny in that sense. But in third grade math, I just the routines are there. It's so structured. There's not a lot of like free. But flow that
0: time. I don't mean to cut you off. But like that's a lot of your strength, though. You said the routines are there. Yeah, and it's structured. But you also have an ability to structure routines and make them part of your day. Uh, and that, I think that's definitely just due to your personality and how you are. Um, you're fun and you're upbeat, but you have to give yourself some credit sometime, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, the well, math is going to be interesting this year.
0: When did you I know you I
1: wanted to?
0: Yeah. When did you know you want to be a teacher?
1: Actually, I didn't know until um, college when you had to pick what you wanted to be. <laughs> and I was like, mm, summer's off. That's terrible. That's a terrible thing to say, but it's, it's true. That's what drew me in. I was like, oh, you know, summer's off would be pretty cool. And um, I was a dance teacher at the time. I'd been a dance teacher for seven years. So I had already had experience working with kids. I was like, oh, kids are so fun. They're funny. I can't imagine myself sitting at a desk all day, just typing my life away or um, speaking in front of crowds of adults who don't care what I have to say. So I'll like, "Oh, I'll make kids care. No, <laughs> I'll make them care what I have to say. And so I was and it was the summer before college. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do this. If I don't like it, I can always find something else to do. And I actually wanted to be a science, high school science teacher, which is what I originally went into. And then organi- organic chemistry slapped me right in the face back to reality.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, oh, elementary sounds really good. I'll, I'll go there. <laughs> so that's how that's how that happened.
0: Cool. When you were a STEM teacher last year we had a talk, I don't know if you remember this or not, I'm sure you do, but you got a more global perspective of school. And I think we had the talk that they can't all be like you. When, I, when you think back the, to that now, what do you think about?
1: Um, it, it really did open my eyes to a lot of things, you know, as being enclosed in your little classroom you only see yourself and maybe your teammates and maybe the people down the hall, you don't really get to see what else is going on. And you kind of assume that everybody's doing it the same way you are. Because in your mind, you're like, this is the best way to do it. Like, why wouldn't you do it this way? <laughs> At least that's what happens in my mind. I'm like, this is the yeah, easiest, most It's
0: life. every teacher's mind. This is yeah, the best way to I've, do it. Why aren't they doing it my way?
1: Exactly. And so it kind of, that's one thing I really appreciate appreciated about the STEM position was I could look at what other people were doing and say, oh, I really like that bit. Or, oh, I I don't know if that's my style. Um, I'm going to kind of stay away from that. And then I also had to catch myself being like, it's okay if they don't do it the way I want them to do it. I just have to have them code switch in my class. Like once you enter, this is the the standard. This is how we do things. And But it's also very interesting to see the way that people do things. And it's, it's kind of odd you just want to like look at them and be like what makes you want think like this is a good idea (laughs) sometimes i'm just like why why would you do that but if it works for them it works for them
0: but does it (laughs) No. No. (laughs) yeah it's uh it's hard because I was talking to Shauna, who's the AP, and I, I was telling her we were talking. We've been talking about. We actually got to talk today, which is great. Um, and it's a, such a challenge because we believe. I think when we're when we're first starting out in admin, I think I've adjusted over the years, but uh, even maybe not. You believe that the way you taught or some of the things that you did are the best way, but not everybody can be like Madison or Dakota or whoever. And so you have to do the best your way. Yeah. But but the hard part for people, such as yourself, is to think, well, why would they ever do it that way? But honestly, not. I mean, you know, people they can't. They don't have your your energy or your routines or your structures or do things your way. So it's just a it's a whole different world. teachers are just a different different thing.
1: Yeah. One thing that really opened my eyes was the use of small groups. I am a small group junkie. Like if I yeah. could spend the whole day in small groups, I absolutely would. And I think I'm going to. Loki, that's that's a switch coming up. I but, trust you. Uh, <laughs> but when I heard that some people don't do it at all.
0: It's amazing, isn't it?
1: It it just really does blow my mind because I'm like, how do you how do you know, first of all, how do you know where your kids are at? How do you know specifically how to help them? And how do you know how they're going to progress. Like, what's the next step? So it's very interesting that that was something that I was like, wait a minute, people don't do small groups. How, how is that possible?
0: I So yeah, that's one of the challenges is getting, um, well, I mean, it makes me think like, okay, so who taught you to do things your way?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. You know, my first school, I got to give a lot of credit to the team I was on my very mm-hmm. first team ever. Um, they, were some strong headed ladies and they didn't back down for anything. And their way was the way they were going to do it. And they taught me how to stand up for what I think and mm-hmm. what I need in my classroom. And they were the ones who were like, no, we're doing small groups. They had, we had an IE block, like it was very structured, very scheduled. And they were very vigilant in watching me as a new teacher and making sure that. I was pulling small groups or I had an instructional coach come in and being like, this is how you would take your data, split it up, make your groups in that sense. And I thought that was really cool. And so I've done it that way ever since, but it's kind of interesting because not everybody has the strong cohesive group and they don't have a strong um, uh, coach to come in and being like, this is how you take your data and you split it up. This is how Mm -hmm. you make your groups. And they don't have that kind of mentorship, which I was very fortunate to have in my first team. And yep. so I think that's really where that stemmed uh, from.
0: Your team did a great job. Um and
1: They were, they're awesome. And they're still crazy. Like they're at the, the schools you showed for the data last year. Uh-huh. Um, they were, they're at Stevens. So okay. I, and they're fifth grade teachers. So I know they're crushing it over there. And yeah.
0: Like, well, yeah, I think that's what, um you know, we try to, one of my, I don't, I mean, I don't, just so people know, I was sitting at Panda Express and we needed four fifth grade teachers. And I, what am I going to do? Nobody's applying. No one's going to apply. And that's when like the light bulb went off. Um, because for better or worse, we, we try to put people who we know can grow kids in, uh, in fourth and fifth, honestly. So it doesn't surprise me that, um, that those teachers are there. When you talk about your previous school, that has some challenges that are different than ours. I actually started at your previous school in nineteen ninety nine, many years ago. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just different. So what are some challenges that you faced there that you don't necessarily face at Thompson?
1: Well, my very first school was Lake Elementary.
0: That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I always yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that one. <laughs> Wait, you even take Lake, like that's still way different than Thompson.
1: Yeah, no, way different. Um, I honestly, in my personal opinion, if I was a superintendent, I would make every single new teacher at least three years work at a a low SES school because I learned so much, so much about management, about parent communication or non-communication, about teaching the ranges because you do have such a range and behaviors. You have... Uh, I would say personally about elevated behaviors and um, just things like that. It was so beneficial to have my first three years because now I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're you're rolling your eyes at me, please leave. leave my <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm not worried about that. But the kid that I had who was running around my classroom trying to stab me with scissors, that's a different story. You yeah. know, so when you have like those extreme kind of instances versus what you see now or what I personally see now. It's like night and day. I'm like, whatever. I can handle that. Yeah. Anything that's thrown my way. But it it's- is very different. The parent involvement is much lower. Um, if they speak english at all which is Mm -hmm. i've learned spanish to try to communicate with them or i'm still currently trying to learn yeah and and then the the kids just have a different perspective they don't really see academics as front front runner in their lives they see survival as front runner Mm -hmm. in their lives and i can't blame them for that like even my husband sometimes he will joke and he'll say oh we used to buy food for the kids in uh your old schools, and now we're just buying pencils. We can do that, you know, stuff like that. So that's yeah,
0: a big- it's it's definitely different. Um, you know, it's just a different different need. You still have to grow them, but it's just you have to. It's like it's like Maslow's hierarchy. Yes. Uh, you know, and that's where um, so Michelle Stanley, who is our school last year, she used to she just believed I gotta feed these babies first. Mm-hmm. Gotta feed them, and um, you know, it's just not the same um same demographics, but they still are kids, and they still need to to have that, that care.
1: Absolutely. You, uh,
0: what challenges do you face at our school?
1: Um, it's not much, which is kind of interesting. I would say that the challenge at our school is finding things that are relevant, which I mean, I think it's almost a challenge at any school, but finding things that are relevant to the kids in your classroom. So like, why would I talk about soccer if they're really into lacrosse I don't know <laughs> like yeah so it's finding those kinds of things and then the parents are much more on it so you have to make sure grades are updated and at a timely manner you have to make sure you're communicating with them or else they're you know gonna not know what their child needs help with and how are they gonna do that so that's the parents are one giant thing and honestly I will take our Thompson parents over any other parents that I've ever taught no offense sorry about that but they just Love the communication and I love having them on my team. So I want to communicate with them as much as I can and give them all the information, kind of overload them with information and then they can take what they want.
0: Yeah, but you have to, again, you have to take some credit though. You love them because they love you because of what you do. You know, if you're not communicating with them, then they're communicating with me. And so (laughs) I guess thank you. Um, (laughs) You said something in a book study once that changed our whole trajectory we're in a buck study and you said this is i it's it's amazing but i can still hear it you said i just wish everybody knew that relationships matter more than anything Mm -hmm. it's true explain that
1: oh my gosh if you it goes down to behaviors that mainly this is not even but it starts there so if you know a child Inside and out, you know what their next move is going to be. You know what their favorite color is. You ask them questions about their football game last weekend and when is their next one and how are they practicing. Just asking them questions. They know you care. And when kids know you care, they're going to go to the moon and back for you because you're going to the moon and back for them. And that's how they feel. And so if a child, if you know a child is going to like their triggers, then you can stop it before it even begins. A lot of kids just need a positive adult in their life and they just want somebody to believe in them. And if you can be that person by asking simple questions like, oh, what do you eat for breakfast? Oh, what's your dog's name? Oh, you have a pet lizard. That's awesome. So does blah, blah, blah. Just connecting them in that sense. It's it's going to change your world because at work because they know you care and that's the bottom line what's that rita pearson quote she says kids just need a champion or kids don't learn from people they don't like
0: she does kind of a little bit of both there's, there's yeah. two different ones but ultimately so the one that catches me usually is that kids don't want to learn from someone they don't like
1: yeah and it's so true if you're if you're not giving them the time of day they're not going to give you the time of day and yeah. so that's basically what it comes down to
0: yeah so true you like with the with the more difficult kids in school Um, I know them better, but then Mm -hmm. I also know more about them and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but you have to know people. And I think too, like, I don't understand why many people don't understand that relationships really are the most important thing. And I, like I saw you in the hallway today and I'm like, Hey, how are you? This is the first time I've been upstairs all week. What's going on up here? Is everything good? And you're like, yeah. And it's not the conversation I want to have, but I still was like, okay, are you good? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why people don't understand that. It's just just a weird phenomenon to me. I don't know why.
1: Or having trust and knowing that with that relationship, if there was an issue or if there was something that would arise or came up, I would... Reach out and say, "Oh no, I need your help with this, this, and this." Like when my AC, <laughs>
0: the AC. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so, I was in the, in the middle of something, but I found someone else to go yeah. get get with the key to go get the other teacher. Yeah, that's a mess. Yeah,
1: it was it was awesome, and it's worked ever since. <laughs> knock on wood. So yeah,
0: well, it'll be out tomorrow morning. Right no now. one our left.
1: <laughs> Jinxed it. Whoops.
0: Where do you see yourself going? You're not going to teach fifth grade forever.
1: Ooh, this question so we did that um poster, this at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and this question the one where it's what's your future look like and I left my blank because okay. I currently don't have a trajectory when okay. I came to Thompson I was gung-ho I was like I'm gonna be a strategist Like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a strategist. I want to be specifically a math strategist. And I want to do this, this, and this. I had big plans. And then I became a STEM teacher and (laughs) got a much more um, broad view of everything else going on. And I realized quickly that I don't think I have the type of personality that would
0: (laughs) work well. Well, maybe, but why not, though? You're just...
1: (laughs) Um, uh, it goes back to like, why don't you just do this? Why, why wouldn't you just try this?
0: So I've seen you like, eventually you're kind of like me, where eventually you're just the volcano. It's just gonna come out. It's just, just gonna to come, come out.
1: And and I apologize ahead of time. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm really sorry, but here we go. We're jumping into this. Yeah. Why? Why aren't you doing this? And I think that's really what it came down to. Uh, was I started getting frustrated at people not doing things effectively? And I said, Oh, yep. Can't do that because I will get upset and not make friends. And people need to like a strategist and want to go to them. I think that's something that I'm working on currently as well, being more approachable.
0: (laughs) Well, I I mean, you're approachable if if it's the right thing. I don't want people, don't give people the impression that they can't walk in your room and ask you a question because Oh yeah, no, you can
1: always come in, but (laughs) maybe not me giving advice in that sense where I have to seek you out, like come to me and we'll talk, but if I have to go seek you out, I don't know how well that's going to.
0: Yeah. I mean, so you, but you made me think like maybe, so I've talked a lot about how educators don't share in a lot of ways. And maybe it's just a personality thing. I think a lot might be okay with you coming into my room, but I'm not going to go, you know, like Angie Brown, She's going to go check on everybody. Yeah. That's who she is. And Maddie's doing great, but Maddie's just going to stay in her bubble, in her room and dominate. And maybe it's the personality thing as to why teachers don't go be out there more.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I feel like... um, Or it it, could
0: be an intimidation thing too, but...
1: Yeah, I think it's a mix of both. I mean, at my old school, not, not before, but at Lake if you did anything outside of the box really it was kind of judged and i think that's pretty much across the board at every school there's always some some judgers and people who will sneer snicker at the things you're trying and that's intimidating and then that, that just makes you want to kind of close your doors and be like you know what i'm going to do what i'm going to do in here whatever you think out there you can think out there but i know what i'm doing is best for my class and I think that is really carrying over into even like our environment at Thompson. It's a very open community. However, there's still those reservations from previous, it's like, it's like PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> reservations yeah. from people sneering and snickering at what you're doing. And instead of sharing that wealth with everybody, it's kind of like, well, are they really going to understand what I'm doing or are they going to laugh or talk behind my back about what we're going to do, even though it might not be the case? It's still that, like, interfere where, I don't know, I don't want to be judged. I just want to do what I want to do and yeah. make it best for me kind of situation. It's just
0: one of my things I struggle with so much is when when someone's doing something great, why can't we just celebrate and just say, great job, Maddie. That's amazing. I just don't get it. But some teachers, not so much at Thompson anymore, but some teachers are just like, oh, look at her doing that again. What? why like if maddie dominates it helps all of us i it's just a struggle for me i don't understand
1: rising tide lifts all ships so
0: yes don't be the don't be the seesaw be the elevator you know on a seesaw you push yourself up by putting someone else down Mm -hmm. i don't understand that at all so your canvas is blank so you're just gonna roll till you're tired of fifth grade or till i'm like hey what do you think about this
1: Pretty much. That's i I'm rolling with the flow. Going with the flow at this point. We'll see what's gonna happen. I'm, I'm pretty comfy where I'm at. I don't want to move rooms ever again.
0: <laughs> I don't want you to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, moving three times and well, two times in two years, I guess.
1: Well, this it's is a my lot fifth year teaching, and I've moved seven times. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. No, then stay <laughs> in fifth, please. I beg you, I beg you, stay I in fifth. You- so don't make me move. <laughs> uh, no, I, I know when there's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you said, so you have, uh, I, just from your answer, you have no desire to ever be an admin at all.
1: Um, I've thought about it and no, I don't.
0: <laughs> but so what I found with most teachers is the reason they, like you, most teachers like you who are leaders and great at what you do. They don't want to deal with adults and that's why they don't want to go into admin. Is that the same?
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. It's, it's the, I mean, I'm thinking fifth grade is the highest we go. So that's the oldest type of kid I've ever yeah. been, interacted with in a school. And so I'm thinking, okay, if these kids can, will. Talk back and be sassy. Can you imagine an adult? You're trying to tell them how to make things better, and they come at you like, "No, that's not what I'm going to do." What What do you say to that? Like, "Oh, okay, like, all right, sounds
0: good." As As you know, it's it's a good time to be in a in a in a interesting conversation, (laughs) and it's it's so hard though because when you're like me to really direct people. Um, who are really just firm and I am the boss and this is the way it is, you know, or that's just different. I'm just not, I'm just trying to get kumbaya. Like, why can't we just get along? I don't understand this. I, I don't get it. But I think like, that's why, you know, you and so many leaders at Thompson don't want to go into admin is they don't want to deal with adults. Mm-hmm. We
1: see what you
0: got to go through. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> you could do it though. You'd be great. If you were, um, if you were, uh, if you were governor, what would you change about education? Where would you, what would you change?
1: Ooh, this is a, this is a good one.
0: I'm sure you've got some opinions. A lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's what one giant flaw that I see in CCSD specifically, because this is the only district I've ever worked in mm-hmm. is that they will tell the teachers to differentiate for their students. Right. They will tell them that, oh, if Bob needs this, then you need to give them this. Or if Jay and then Jay needs this, you need to give them this. But when it comes to what they give us, it's a one size fits all. And that kind of irritates me because it's almost like you're punishing the good because of the bad. And so with all of these new programs, lovely, lovely programs that are our most favorite thing in the whole wide world are coming and thrown at us. They are saying you have to do this. But what about those teachers who are getting the results, who are doing the things that need to be done without a program? You're kind of blanketing, putting the blanket on the fire of their passion and their their want to do this. And so when you strip that away, then that's why all of these teachers are leaving. So that's one thing that I would do is is make sure that there is a better evaluation system for teachers- And it actually, it's kind of like the kids. It actually comes down to the data, the points. Like, what are you getting or how are you doing this? What's the growth? And then from there, distribute what needs to be distributed in that sense. So that's what, if I were a governor, that would be my first here superintendent.
0: You are out. Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed. No, that's okay. I mean, before you get to your next one, because you just look like you have a next one. (laughs) uh, I I agree with you. One of my frustrations is uh, when I go to a meeting and they say, everybody's going to write, write teacher clarity and um, other stuff on the board. Everybody's got to do this. It doesn't matter who. I get so angry at that because I my pet peeve is I don't like when people who've never been in a classroom on our campus tell us what to do in classrooms on campus.
1: Yes. Or in a and- classroom at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. For a long time. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. So I agree with you on that. Um, but that it's just hard. But I think like we have to, as admin or leaders, differentiate as much differentiate as much as possible for each person. And that's where it kind of goes back to what you're saying is everybody does things a different way. They do everything different way, but we don't want you to do it a different way. We want you to do it this way yes and that's even though you might be ben stein and just go down or you could be maddie who's all you know all going on no here's there so i agree with you what next keep going yeah
1: um another thing oh shoot i just had it and now it's gone but i would do that differentiation and then the i look at the whole scale as like a business, a business model. So you have your uh, CEO, which is the superintendent. You have your um, VPs. Then you have your controllers. And then you have, and we, the people who do the grunt work, the ground, the runners on the ground, the feet on the ground, we get the least amount of input. So I feel like we, if I were the governor, I would ask from the bottom up instead of the top down because Mm -hmm. the bottom up is what they know what they're talking about. These are the experts currently in the classroom and they know what is going on and what is needed. But again, it goes back to that one bad apple spoils the bunch. Mm -hmm. So if there's one person who they go to and they're like, Oh, this, 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 it's not going to work in that effective sense. So something like that.
0: Yeah. There's actually a model out there where I don't know. I don't think it's education, but where if hypothetically Madison said, hey, if we try this, it'll be great. And then we try it and it works, then you get rewarded. Oh. So, you know, like if you said, hey, let's do X, Y, Z, and then we implement X, Y, Z. Next thing you know, Maddie gets a couple, you know, more K's on her check. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, but that was but, the other thing i was gonna say i was gonna say i think this is gonna this is gonna ruffle some feathers and i'm so sorry about it but i think that people should be paid for their test scores and i understand let me Ooh. let me base it out real quick i
0: know I, I, I love it i, I love it. that's why. go. that's why we're here
1: <laughs> i understand why that's such a controversial topic because yes kids do have bad days yes adults do have bad days and maybe that day they don't do their best but why can't they redo it and when they're having a good day anyways But I think that that would be such a motivator for teachers to actually differentiate, actually get into the data, actually see where those holes are that their kids have, fill them in, make a strong foundation, set them up for success in the future, and then that way they're good all the way up. And then I want people, this is probably pretty selfish, but I want people in Gunderson for next year to be like, oh my gosh, you were in McConnell's class? Awesome. I know you're going to be successful. So here's what we're going to do. And so things like that. And I think that if we're going to work hard and look for growth in that sense, then we need to be rewarded for that said growth, not just I, a a four on an eval, even though it's appreciated, yeah. but we want- is it,
0: <laughs> I mean, like, so you, you make a great- Great point. Now, I mean, everybody that listens, which, you know, it's not going to be like, I mean, you have so many followers, it might be uh-huh. tons, but I wonder how many of your followers are like, yeah, Maddie, or they're like, oh, no, 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 I know no, I'm no.
1: Dream on this one. I'm swimming by
0: myself on this. One. I, I don't, but maybe not as much, though. It, I think, you know, like, I wish we could somehow, I wish we could somehow reward schools for growth. Yes. Um because I don't like the current star system, which I'm going to get into next week, but you know, because basically the star system really helps out schools where kids come in reading. Yeah. Um, Not so much. There's no growth to, I mean, there's growth. They call it growth, but it's apples to oranges really. Anyway, I think if we, and that's why I've I've said this for years is to get the teachers at Thompson to think growth wise, because I really think someday it will go to that. Yeah. We won't have the S back. Um, side but right. then you're going to have the how do you you know just some just some things for you to think about with your ideas how do you how do you determine growth in um pe in music uh and things like that and then well i got all the high kids in fifth grade i have to now teach sixth seventh eighth grade math i don't know what that is well, well i got all the low kids in fifth grade
1: challenged? why can't they that see then again here i'm at here i am like
0: yeah, I mean that's who you're like, why can't it be that's why one thing I love about you, like an idea. Well, yeah, we can do that. Even though it's like it might be crazy, or you're like, nah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um but yeah, I agree with you, there has to be some there's incentive. There's too much mediocrity that's that's being um rewarded.
1: Yes, exactly. I used to work with um a teacher and it she would honestly just give PDFs like packets to her students, but she was getting paid the same that I was. Even or though, more. Or more, honestly, yeah, because she might have been teaching longer than I was. And I'm putting in all this effort and trying to make it fun and engaging. How come she can get the same that I can get when I'm putting in all this effort and they're not doing anything? I mean, it just doesn't seem fair in that sense. I, and I, I agree. About my husband, he gets bonuses from his work. And so I was trying to think, okay, what would be a bonus system for teachers? Like, how could teachers get bonuses? And that would be a way to get bonuses. That's unobjective. That's or it's very subjective. It's very like decisive. It has data numbers. Those are the things that are needed, in my opinion, to show these types of. um, A growth, this type of information that's needed to get data or to get I like
0: your idea i like your base salary and then you know if your growth if your median growth percentile is above 80 you get xyz and yeah. if it's but you know, the problem is there's two problems as i see it uh one is if your median growth percentile is like below the 20th we can't take the money back right because well, you're well, actually you're base. <laughs> yeah you're actually hurting kids um, exactly. another thing i think that people would fear though is well maddie wants to buy a car so i'm gonna tell that kid that the answer is b right see oh, that's
1: so sad that that's what the world is though
0: <laughs> i agree it's really it's i agree
1: but hopefully there will yeah i mean what would you do for that i don't know i don't know yeah. what you. Do. i don't know
0: i mean it's a great idea so <laughs> as a teacher how do you feel about the contract and all this madness
1: It is, you know, honestly, I am not well-versed in the contract world. I sign it every year just because I need a job. I'm like, yes, I will be here. This is what I enjoy doing. Yes, sure. Why not? So I really don't have an opinion about it currently. The more hype it gets, the more I'm kind of listening. I mean, more money would be awesome. I think that we do deserve that because I was looking at this chart a while ago and it showed the difference between a house in like 1980 yeah. versus now. And then it showed a teacher salary in 1980 versus now. And it the house or the housing market has grown exponentially. And then the teacher salary has grown maybe $10,000, which is wild. How am I supposed to afford a $500,000 $500, house on 50 grand a year? You know, it's just not going to be feasible any longer. And I mean, a lot of people are, I personally saw that the new teachers coming in are making more than I am currently, which is wild. No offense. I mean, they deserve also money as well, but I mean money. Cause they went through student teaching. Well, no, I heard they get grants this year. Yeah, student
0: was, teachers got started getting paid last year. I believe.
1: Oh yeah. I'm really jealous about that, but I, I they're now they're making more than me. What the heck?
0: That's true. if you. I guess if you look at it that way, you're absolutely right. There, I mean, so I believe. Don't quote me on this. I guess I could ask tomorrow. I believe they got eight thousand dollars for student teaching. Yes, and uh, it was
1: divided, or at least um, Hannah said it was divvied out in like a monthly little basis. So they got a paycheck.
0: Yeah. Like, so, that? but that, I think that that's just the state that we're in. I mean, there's there. I worry five years from now where we're going to be i just do i don't yeah i mean i uh, i don't worry so much about thompson but as a district in a state in a country no i told like ali was like saying nobody's gonna be a music teacher
1: no and it's so sad that's so important those things are so important
0: yeah so like when we don't have teachers what do we do well now we have to pay student teachers Because we don't want, you know, we can't have free labor, which I understand. Um, But, you know, like there's. Was that? Knowledge. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, I I don't know. Like the future of education scares me greatly.
1: Yeah. And I don't understand what the thought process is. of. I mean, I guess I do. They're pulling new teachers in. But why not take care of the people who are have been in the trenches for far longer Put in far more hours. They're just telling them, "We don't care about you. Go ahead and skedaddle on out and peace out. Like you're you don't matter as much as these new people coming in." Which is yeah, I don't, I don't
0: understand. Like I just, I mean, I don't get why are we not taking care of the people who are taking care of the clients? I don't understand that.
1: Right, um, exactly.
0: Yeah, but I, uh, I wish I knew.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Madison, you are fantastic. You know, I appreciate you greatly. And I uh, thank you for your your evening, and uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying fifth grade. Thank and, you me uh, too. It's shocking. And the, what was that?
1: It's shocking.
0: Now you you guys are still mad at me because you like fifth grade so much.
1: Exactly, we're so mad <laughs> at you. I remember that first day. I was like, "Oh, I'm so mad at him because I actually like it." No, I can't like it. That's
0: rude. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you like it when the hormones and the smellies get oh, in
1: happening. It's they came in from recess the other day and were like, why does it smell like sweaty kids? I said, look around. <laughs> what do you see? I see sweaty kids everywhere. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, then we get into growth and development in there and you'll. <laughs>
1: no, I'm not looking forward to that. Just from the the what was said last year after growth and development, I'm terrified.
0: yeah well just make dakota do it you'll be all right exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) well i appreciate it and in the end just remember
1: it's all about perspective
0: thanks maddie
1: thank you